Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Zeus with Bruce. For today, we need to talk about a crucial, crucial, crucial need to understand the principles of persuasion. So really simply, I'm going to run through the six principles of persuasion with an extra bonus on the end. And this is actually popularized by an author by the name of Robert Cialdini. He wrote an excellent book called Influence. And you got to read it. If you haven't, I'm going to put the link to it within the, the show notes so that you guys can check it out. But really, this is crucial to understand. We're going to work through each one. So if you need to grab a pencil, if you need to jot this down, open up your notes, do it. Because after reading this book, I read this book back in 2018. That's really when I started my journey of reading. And wow, I mean, you see this stuff everywhere and you know that when you use it, it actually helps you a lot. And then you also know when it's being used on you and whether or not you actually wanna move forward with whatever is being offered or whatever is occurring. So let's run through them. The first principle is the principle of reciprocity. The idea of reciprocity says that people by nature feel obliged to provide either discounts or concessions to others if they've received favors from those others. Psychology explains this by stressing that as humans, we simply hate to feel indebted to other people. So we do what we need to, to actually break even. You know, someone gives something to us, automatically we feel the inclination to actually give something back. There's a really funny story I heard that there's this person that when they were in, I think early in high school, they were trying to make friends and they were pretty antisocial, didn't have great communication skills, but then they learned about reciprocity, this principle. And what they did was they actually just went to class with a pack of gum. And in class, when they wanted to really build a bridge with somebody, they would just say, oh, here, you want a piece of gum? The person unknowingly would say yes, take the gum, and then already start to feel that they wanted to give something back to the person who felt like they were on their own. It's little things like that that really play a huge part. Principle number two would be commitment and consistency. This principle explains that humans have a deep need to be seen as consistent. Once you've publicly committed to something or someone, we are much more likely to go through and deliver on that commitment, hence the consistency. So if you've ever wanted to stick to a plan, if you've ever wanted to really put yourself on the line and commit to something, when you share it publicly, or when you've already committed to it in any form, you're more than likely to actually continue following up. So let's say, for example, you go onto a company website, you put in your email for, in order to get a free ebook or something like that. Because you've already invested your time, your energy, which is really your resources, you've already shown a level of commitment and you're more than likely to actually follow up because you had some form of input and you committed to it in some way, shape or form. Number three, social proof. This is all around us, very easy to see. But social proof says that this is when people do what they observe, other people doing, especially when they're uncertain and being that there's safety in numbers, right? So this is a classic example of groupthink when a lot of people are heading in one direction and will actually follow them 
because why not? I mean, there's the proof. They're doing it. We should do this too. If we look onto social media as well, if we go to somebody's account and someone says, oh, you got to check out this account or something like that, we go, okay, yeah, maybe. Then once we get to that account and we see that that person has a lot of followers, then we automatically, even without thinking about it, put them on a higher level because that shows to us that there's proof that they're accepted socially. And when that happens, like we just said, there's safety in numbers. And when people feel uncertain, they want certainty, of course. Principle number four is authority. We trust authority figures and they are inherently more persuasive because of this. And authority can be based on many factors. It can be based on wealth, uniforms, status, anything that separates an individual or a group from the rest. So someone just right off the bat that I can think of who I like a lot is Tony Robbins. And whenever I'm at any of his events or listening to any of his videos, as he's speaking, he makes sure to really say, he goes, yeah, you know, I'd be clueless if I didn't notice the patterns because over the past four decades, I've worked with the top leaders. I've worked with millions of people, all these things. And just speaking like this shows that he has authority within this field. And then any objections that someone may have, the person's already thinking, oh, but you know what? He's the authority on this subject, clearly. Right. And this is the same thing with, you know, police officers, doctors, surgeons, nurses, anyone in these kinds of positions, even as a parent, right? Anything like that. Principle number five, liking. The more you like someone, the more likely it is you will be persuaded by them. So with anybody who's worked in sales or just even engaged with anybody, just think about two different people come up to you and one of them go up to you and they're selling you something awesome that you actually need, but they're so boring. So let's say they're going to sell you some green tea, uh, which is really healthy for you and it's really great. Person goes up to you and they're speaking like this. Hey, Mike. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Uh, you got to get this tea. Yeah, it's, it's really great. Uh, yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. Just off the bat, I mean, even if you connect with that, it's just boring. There was no interest that they took in you. And we're going to play off the assumption that you just didn't like them. So this person's selling you green tea and you don't really like them. So depending on how much you need the green tea will probably indicate the likelihood that you buy whatever they're selling. So now let's go on to somebody else. Let's go to Joe and they're selling you, let's say, the opposite of green tea, which is delicious. Let's just say they're selling you insurance, meteor insurance, that they're going to sell you in case meteors start coming about. And they start speaking to you and they go, oh my goodness, hey, how are you? Oh, it's so great. Yeah, you. Know, I love that song that you talked about. Wow, no way. Wait, tell me about your family. Really? I have my, my family's very similar. Oh my gosh. Wow. No way, dude. That's, dude, you're awesome. Whoa. <clears throat> I know it's kind of, it's nonsense. But what happens is off the bat, you already like this person more and you're not going to think rationally first and then emotionally second. You're going to think, you're going to feel your emotion first, and then you're going to use logic to justify the way that you felt. And when you like someone, you're going to be more likely to be persuaded by them. And this happens in many cases. Even just look at 
if you have a, a pet animal or something like this and they end up giving you puppy eyes or they just look so cute or even babies, even your partner, even your friend, when they do something wrong that you don't like, that you're upset at, are you more or less likely to forgive them because you like them? The answer is pretty obvious. Last but not least, actually, because there is one more, is number six, the principle of scarcity, which is when you believe something is in short supply, you want it more. Very simple. This concept really just speaks to the idea that if there's an abundance of items all around us, the value just isn't there as much because there's more of an abundance. But when it becomes more scarce, we're automatically going to think, oh, okay, there's less of that here. Yeah, you know, we actually need it. So another example is, it's not even the, like, let's say if you're in the desert and you're with a couple friends, you actually lost your tour guide and you're walking around the desert. You ran out of water. It's getting really hot. It's going to be nighttime in four hours. So the sun's still up and you're going around, going around and your friends around you, they somehow find this really big diamond uh, or a, a plethora of diamonds and they start to carry these diamonds. And then they see these diamonds, they think, wow, this is so valuable. But what value does this diamond actually have in that desert at that moment? It doesn't really have much. But then when you keep walking and in the distance, you see a cactus and then you're able to get some water out of that. You actually view that as being way more valuable than the diamonds at that moment, because what you needed more of was the, the water, because that was what was more scarce and as well because there is more of a need for that as well. So these are these six principles that occur. And there's actually been another one that's been added. And this is actually very prevalent uh, the times we live in with social media and just the overall communities that we all take a part of. And this last principle by Robert Cialdini, it's called the unity principle. And it's the shared identity that the influencer shares with the influencee. So what the unity principle does is it basically moves beyond service level similarities, which it can still be influential, but really under the liking principle. And ultimately it's about shared identities. So there's this idea of parasocial relationships, which it's when a personality, a celebrity, let's say, that they actually have, they have their, their image and then other people start following and connecting this with a celebrity and they believe that they're actually connected with that celebrity. But in reality, that celebrity doesn't know anything about them. Most likely they don't. I mean, how can someone like, let's say LeBron James, millions of followers or Cristiano Ronaldo, right? Hundreds of millions of followers. These guys clearly do not know all their fans. But when fans see them, they think, but we know each other so well. I mean, I see what you do for fun. I see with your family. Of course, you know each other. So that is just an example of the parasocial relationship. But in this case, how it's the identities are shared is that when you're looking to connect with people, these athletes, they're actually showing a part of their personal lives, which is a part of everyone's personal lives. When they're interacting with their partners or their kids or they're going to work, they're eating food. All this stuff creates a sense of unity and a sense of a shared identity. And when that happens, the people are more likely to be persuaded because they see themselves in that influential personality.
So to review it all, number one is reciprocity. Number two is commitment and consistency. Three is social proof. Four is authority. Five is liking. Six is scarcity. And the bonus is unity. So the challenge we'll leave you guys with is see what happens this week if you are able to use all these principles and use them as well as observe when they're being used on you and just see what it looks like. See what happens when, if you're trying to persuade someone buddy on something, what would it look like if you use reciprocity to share something with them and then later ask them to join you for something? What about authority? When you're trying to refer somebody to something and you say, hey, this person's actually been regarded as the number one cook by the cooking association. Oh, wow. Okay. So just using things like this in everyday life, see what it would look like to implement these on others, even on yourself. But then above all that, being aware as to when this stuff is occurring to you and making sure you know how to navigate and manage it. Because if you're not the one influencing, you're being influenced. All right. Until next time, Zeus Bruce. Peace.